record. Uh, it's 10.33. Welcome to the R&D Show Podcast with your hosts, Roger Myers. Uh, dopest dope I've ever smoked. Hands down, dopest dope I've ever smoked. I might act tough. I got a lot of feelings. And you heard And Daniel Watts. Like a man dick? She wants to fuck me. She wants my dick in and around her mouth. That would be lovely. The funny thing about my back is, is that it's located on my cock. Listen as we take you on a crazy, hilarious, and often offensive journey in our attempt to take over the world. What is up, everybody? How's everybody doing today? Fantastic. Daniel here, along with uh, Roger Myers and Reed. Say what's up, Reed. Hello, hello. Since I'm going to be like the main audience anyway, so we're doing well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, he's our, we're interactive. He's we bring our audience we, onto the show. Exactly. So we just uh, go by uh, or do what we can. Anyway, it's been a while since we recorded, guys. We apologize about that. Uh, a lot of us, have, you know, got you know a lot of things going on and trying to, hey, um, uh, you know, trying to uh, you know do our thing. But we're here today, and we're going to record for you, and. Um, we have a uh, uh, an atheist, a Christian, and a Mormon in the building, so it's kind of like a you know joke ready to start. So we're gonna get started here pretty soon. Um, so you wanna <laughs> chime in a little bit? What have you? Go ahead, doing? Reed. What were you about to say? Yeah, has Rob ever been on the podcast? Never. Uh, no. Never. Didn't think so. Never. <laughs> yeah, Rob lost his place a long time ago, so he, he's not super fan anymore. Don't tell him that. I don't know. He just heard it. Maybe if he listens. <laughs> I'm sure he's still subscribed. Hopefully. Uh, I think we recorded last in August of last year. Yeah, it was. I think the. Um, it was. Right or right before the election, you know, pretty much. Or <laughs> when the election was getting heated. <laughs> and, and, well, that was uh, in itself an adventure. You know, it still is, you know, but, you know, we're still alive, everybody, you know, so you can chill out. The apocalypse hadn't happened yet, you know, so. uh, Um, What were you guys chatting about right before we started recording? uh, We're actually talking about uh, uh, migraines and um, actually uh, found somebody that, that has them also. So it's kind of interesting to. You know, to actually uh, or hear someone else's experience and how they um, deal with them and how they, uh, you know, go through their day and, you know, trying to, you know, because in, in my experience, I've noticed that uh, typically it's I've, I've lost, um, you know, I think I've even talked to you, Roger, about this. I've lost mm-hmm. a lot of my life due to this, you know, because, you know, while everyone else is going out and having a good time, you know, these can actually keep me uh in bed for eight to 12 hours you know Um, yeah uh, and for someone that doesn't have them it's 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 easy to dismiss but someone that does have them actually knows what the other person is going through so that's why i was like kind of when when me and reed were talking you know we're kind of you know seeing okay well you know what triggers yours and uh we kind of go through the same thing but i'm gonna let you talk go ahead speaking of reed talking 
Yeah, so that we I'd mentioned to Daniel. Or let me cut you off real quick. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I, I'd mentioned that that that's one reason why we moved down from Utah to Texas is because of my migraines. Oh, wow. And I found that uh, Utah basically is one big valley, and so there was crappy air that would get trapped in the bottom, mm-hmm. and, and a sinus infection would whatever result. And I'd have every season change, I'd have a migraine lasting for four to nine days, and uh, and by that I mean, and like Daniel said, those who haven't had them. When you say I got a migraine, you don't. You go, oh, you got a headache. Oh, you 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 feel you're a wuss. You're not getting up, and moving around. I'm like, yeah, I'm fetal position for seven hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they are they're fantastic. Uh, they're definitely different, but uh, I mean, even here in Texas, uh, would you say? Because uh, um, I mean, we have some gnarly stuff here. Um, I noticed, like when I went to Lubbock for a few months, I lived out there, and it's nothing but dust and wind you know and debris and i know a lot of my headaches were there but even even here in in dallas or where, where we're at uh when say like the weather changes or when it's about to rain i i, I feel like uh one can be brought on pretty pretty uh, you know pretty quickly and uh for like a, a long period of time too i got a thing on my phone that i found a website that does the barometric pressure of this territory and it gives every day, two or three times a day, it'll update what uh, the barometric pressure change has been. And I found that like, this is clearly an NPR podcast. But I've I found that when it's gone or it changes about two tenths of a degree, is when I'm gonna start having a headache. Okay. But uh, so I, okay, I just want to make sure that I'm you know, uh, and you tend to you you throw up with yours and correct. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. I, I I have it in several months and uh, I. When I was getting them severe, yeah, they'd be paying homage to throwing every two, mm-hmm. three. Well, every time it happened. Right. Yeah, they're they're definitely uh, gnarly and uh, very difficult to go uh, go through, especially like like I said, I've missed uh, uh, I would say uh, my my whole entire twenties. Um, a lot of my friends would go out and they're like, well, why don't you you know why don't you come out you know past uh, uh, ten o'clock? I'm like, well, you know. If I if I don't if I don't get a certain amount of hours of sleep, if I don't you know, it's like a routine that you you if I'm in a place that I am I feel stress coming on, or if I feel a uh, place that's uh, new to me, um, I, it can it could trigger a migraine. So I mean, just any simple little thing can can um, and and I've noticed. Um, uh, the if you go to like a neurologist, I'm have you okay? We, we've we've gone through neurologists and neurologists are very uh, dry when it comes to uh, uh, being a a doctor because they deal with they're dealing with the people with the with the head. They uh, um, you know so they're they're constantly hearing uh, people talk about their headaches and you know uh, and I just want to know if you had that same kind of interaction with the doctor. Yeah, and like I said, I, when I was in Utah, was when I was with my neurologist there, and, and I was going through everything. I had meds, everything you can imagine. For about two years, we'd try every, we'd try a new one every two months to see what would work, what would be a rescue drug, what would work as a daily uh, preventative, and mm-hmm. what would work as a, a acute uh, relief. Um, this is fantastic that we jump right into migraines because that's what my podcast uh, debut should be about. That's all right, man. Right. It was it was a good conversation. Well, yeah, I mean, because like I said, I mean, you could even ask him. It's put me out of work for uh, um, a lot of days. You know, this usually every Monday. 
my, <laughs> my favorite part about migraine is if you're getting one, somebody who watches you go from being normal speech and your basic your pallor, what your skin looks like, will go, can can easily see how pale you look and mm-hmm. and a lot of times how you get stupid. You get migraine uh, migraine brain where you can't remember stuff, where you don't you're not as sharp. Um, and it's a uh, fantastic and see i'm not sharp anyway so people can't really tell the difference if he has a migraine or if he's just dumb is that like (laughs) is that like if einstein lost 20 points of iq you wouldn't be able to tell exactly you know you're not Mm -hmm. gonna be able to tell a slight of difference but um um my my uh dad or my father he's uh uh, he struggled with him with with his migraines for the his whole life as well and his didn't get better till he was in his 50s basically when he retired you know, I guess it tells you something. Maybe we need to retire early. <laughs> you know, if we could, we would, right? But uh, we can't. We don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. But um, um, what I found, what I found is, I need to fill time when I don't have them. I got to figure out stuff to do when I don't have the migraine because if I'm not, I'm spending a lot of time not doing stuff that I think is is fun. And and so I've I've taken up a couple hobbies that only work when I don't have migraines. Uh, and Rogers is one of the ones who got me into jujitsu or got me to stay with the jujitsu. Um, and that's something you can't do when you have a migraine because you can't get thrown around. You don't have good coordination. You don't have a well awareness of where you're at, and you just suck at it. Well, I suck at it anyway. But I tried it, you know, uh, like a month, and I was like, "Yeah, the same for me." True. But. Uh, um, the, okay, I'm gonna go through some things and kind of just you tell me if that kind of uh, uh, triggers a headache, uh, like overexertion ex- exercise. Could, yes. could you get one? Okay, because I've seen you at the gym before and you're uh, you you're, I think you were throwing up, and uh, you, but I kept on asking you, you know, what's wrong? But you, you, you never said I have a headache or, or or anything like that, or I have a migraine. But I I, I could tell when I I think it was the last time I saw you actually. Um, I could tell something something di- different was 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 wrong, you know. I've only had a I've only had a couple of migraines at the gym. Um, I won't I won't show up if I got one. Okay, okay, yeah. Then that's a smart thing to do. Um, certain foods. Yes, if I have too much red meat, uh, it'll trigger it. If I have too much chocolate, it'll trigger it. I've heard that too. I've heard chocolate will will uh, trigger headaches. I've been well. told bananas and peanut butter, but I eat those all the time, which is probably why I have headaches all the time. Have you found a a, a a remedy or something that is actually working? Yeah, I, like I said, I avoided I, I avoided all uh, those things I can avoid, like uh, perfumes or deodorants or whatever people put on that stink. Um, I can't go into like a Macy's or into a potpourri shop yep. or whatever those are the aisles at the store. Um, I can't get sprayed with perfumes. We don't have perfumes in our house really. Smelly candles, some of them trigger me. I didn't. I never got triggered by by uh, cigarette smoke or cigar smoke or paint fumes, which is odd. But never had. And see, I um, I personally I smoked for years, you know, and so um, that could have been a, a major factor of of mine, you know. And then now, whenever you know, as I'm walking into work and I can smell somebody smoking next to me or something like that, you can pick it up real quick, especially if you don't smoke. If you do smoke, you can't smell it. But if you if you uh, you know if you haven't smoked and I think I've gone to at least two years now without without a cigarette and 
uh, now it's just real easy to pick up, and it's just like, oh my god, why did I waste so much of my life doing that? And it's it's, uh, you know, but um, uh, they've they've they basically put me on. Uh, I think I've gone through this, the same boat you, you've gone through as far as medications and everything like that, and tried everything. And my my favorite experience is I had a antipsychotic for about two and a half months. And one day when I was driving into work, I lived right next to one of the main thoroughfares. And I pulled out of my driveway, pulled to the stop sign, looked to the right, looked to my left, and just thought, I should look to the right again. And I looked to the right, there was a semi-truck and trailer about 30 feet away that I didn't even, uh, didn't even comprehend was there. I just stopped, put it in reverse, backed in my driveway, called my neurologist, and basically told him what I had seen. And they took me off, or they had me stop that. Do you know what the medication was? I don't remember. It's been okay, because my I've had the same experience. But mine was like, uh, it was called anatriptyline, um, and anything that has trip in it, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, it's gonna. <laughs> it's also it's also a trip where you hear a phone ring and you pick it up, and it's a dial tone, or you pick up a phone and you swear you heard somebody talking and you start having a conversation. Then the then the dial mm-hmm. or busy tone singles. And I think that was again drugs related because of the migraines, right? <laughs> and it it can it can, especially if they have you on so many different because it's trial and error with with migraines. What works for me might not work for you. What works for you might not work for me. So, um, but I think I think I w- what would say probably in the next few years they're going to have something that because right right now they just have something. Okay, this is we're just going to give you this to kind of uh, deaden the pain, you know, and not really you know, uh, fix the problem because they don't know the root of the problem. When I couldn't get any relief, when I've had uh, like long-term ones, uh, I, we lived across the street from our general, our general physician and he actually, literally right across the street, he gave me morphine shots so I could basically get the shot, get home and go to sleep for mm-hmm. a couple hours. It didn't touch the migraine, but it let me sleep. Right. Um, and that's, uh, that gives some semblance and, and it gives a chance of breaking the migraine cycle. Right. I took I took Excedrin migraine for probably six months and I was up to twenty five thousand milligrams a week. Yeah. Which basically means I'm taking seven or eight a day, and then I got rebound. Rebound. Migraine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't take that anymore. Yeah. It's the devil. <laughs> yeah. It is Satan. I swear. And that's what my neurologist said too. And uh, at that point, they were like, "Well, you're taking this much medication. We have to get you off." And when you get off something like that, you're going to have even worse headaches because you're so used to having um, that excedrin in your system. And then, so the only solution basically, um, or in my situation now, is they're doing the Botox uh, injections and then they're doing, um, I'm trying to get into doing IV infusion where they basically, you're in the hospital for about three or four days um, and uh and uh, basically, basically getting everything taken care of. So, um, Roger, mm-hmm. when, when you hear the word migraine, what comes to your attention? What, what <clears throat> flashes in your head? Uh, so I've only had a couple where it's like I, can, I can't see any shred of light whatsoever. Uh, I have to be in a dark room. I, I, can, I can feel it from, like, my temples all the way to the, the base of my skull. Um, and I can hear my pulse. Or my heartbeat, if that makes sense. So Absolutely. I, uh, I've only had a, like maybe a handful of those, uh, but headaches, normal headaches, like pretty common, um, but nothing like I've never experienced blindness or any kind of anything that you guys have. So like on a daily basis, are you are you getting those just 
Just like, regular headaches. Yeah. yeah. We are okay. Yeah. What I think is funny is when I and I ask, I ask my wife, "Hey, is this mm-hmm. normal?" Because I don't remember what normal is in that regard. Sure. And I say, "Well, is this a baseline or just me? What's what, right. are you supposed to feel this way or not feel this way?" And that's kind of odd. Um, so let's go a little bit further, Roger. When you see Daniel, what comes to mind? Like as far as migraines? No, no, just Daniel. Oh. Uh, What's your perception of Daniel? Uh, he's. I mean. He's a sis. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't. It's kind of like a um, an unofficial like Big Brother kind of situation. Like we met when I was 15. He was 20. He was 20. You were 20, right? Yeah, 20. Uh, and we just kind of kind of hit it off, and we, you know, worked together, been hanging out together ever since. I just see Daniel as, as the guy who was on. Well, I met you on, at the jujitsu mat here in Anna, I think. Mm-hmm. And you were just the guy on the sidelines who was smart mouthing and being funny. Yep. And cutting up. And then we went. And I think we rolled. We didn't roll that first time, I don't believe. I think we've only rolled like a couple times. And it was fantastic. Oh, you kicked my ass, definitely. You know, so I was like, <laughs> I was like man, uh, you know, because especially, you know, you. you uh, jiu-jitsu can be kind of intimidating, I think, you know, so uh, um, in some aspects, uh, you know, or when, you know, when I came from a totally different background and then coming into something brand new, it's very intimidating, especially when a lot of the guys are, you know, pretty big, you know, uh, yeah. and, um, you know, of course, I've got, I've gained a lot of my weight back, so I'm not, you know, thin by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean, um, when you're in that, uh, especially when you're when when I was starting out and you're straining so much to get that guy off you, you know, um, you, I I would you know instantly you know on my way to drive home you know I would feel a migraine coming on I'd have to give myself a shot you know or or do something yeah. in order to uh, uh, to 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 get rid of it. But I, I found that that and that's what I asked asked Reed about exercises you know, but um, I noticed both of you guys whenever y'all roll y'all. Y'all roll totally different than than a white belt would, or than you know than I would, because I'm I'm still at that stage where you know I'm in you know kill or be killed mode, where I'm trying to you know and sure you know I mean a hernia could come on, you know what I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, you don't know what's bad or dangerous where you're in a bad place. When I rolled Roger, I'm ex- I'm trying to be really cautious and not get tapped. I, I'm not being as aggressive and as as rolly as I have with other people, I like with uh, with Gary over at the gym. It's all mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's, it's roll. It's right. Get to something. Hold it. Get to something. Hold it, and then see what he does. And he was he's doing what you were talking about. Or he did less of it, where he was really tense. Mm-hmm. He's gotten better at not being so tense and and stressed and not really spazzy, but more just all the, his muscles are flexed in place. Yeah. So he can move. Yeah, and I think overall that does damage until you kind of get used to that. Now, when I invited that one guy up to the gym, uh, Alex, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he was he was bigger than I was, and I just you know submitted him after, and I was like, man, it's kind of awesome. right, right. But I mean, I, I was just amazed how you know how certain people go or it hit different paces in, in jujitsu. You know, um, do you know if Mitch Perry's ever listened to this podcast? This podcast, I have no idea. Because Mitch is one of the guys I try to roll with as frequently as possible. Yeah. And he's 
become a smaller big guy now. Uh-huh. Congratulations, Mitch. But same idea where I'm rolling with the when I roll with the big guys, it I have to change my game from being half guard or or bottom game or I get crushed. Mm-hmm. I'm working on that with with Elias at the Anna gym mm-hmm. and a couple of the big guys down at, at Frisco as well. Trying to work more top game stuff right now to round out my play. Yeah. Um Getting comfortable is just, for me, it came from being in bad spots, just putting myself in bad spots over and over and over. Uh, I had a guy ask me one time, <clears throat> same same rank, well, maybe the same rank as me at the time. I think we had both just gotten promoted. May narrow it down a little bit. Uh, hopped up into like a neon belly position and, I'm sitting there, you know, kind of waiting to see what he's going to do. And he goes, does that not hurt? I was like, no. I was like, I'm fine. Even if it did hurt, though. It just <clears throat> hurts. It doesn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, there's, I guess what I'm getting at is there's not many positions where even with just pressure that I'm going to freak out, you know. I had a role with Scott uh, this week. Well, that's what it was. It was a it was a pressure position or pressure match the whole time, and before in the past, I mean Scott's a bear, mm-hmm. and and he's got me to tap just on on the the pressure, but I forced myself to not tap over silly stuff, right? And then fought out his his far side kimura, his far nice. side one arm kimura, and then got him back in my guard. My yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it is good, man. Uh, when uh, I don't remember when it was. <clears throat> it's been a while, but. You uh, you were kind of the way that you were approaching, like like jumping into your half guard when I would roll with you, and uh, which is why I wanted to grab you every time you came out because it was it was different. It was kind of giving me a hard time because it was like if I if I slip one inch either way, I'm gonna get triangled. I'm gonna get caught because yeah, those long legs. You keep- well, it it was just like the entry was not. I don't. It's not weird, but it was just different. Uh, and I'm at this point. I'm using triangle more as a hold position, so right? I, I control. You. I, I, I'm not using it to tap people. I'm using mm-hmm. hold and switch something. Nice. Else and to get your back. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so uh, it it was good, man. It was awesome. Like the uh, the way you rolled. Like there was a couple of times where you just kind of were coming at me, and I was like, "That's it. That's that's how I want people to to roll." You know, because I don't I don't think that I ha- I've trained for quite a while now but I don't think that my game is the kind that you know makes you think twice about rolling with me if that makes sense because I don't think I roll like an ass or anything but I don't think that, that I, I agree do you I get what I'm saying yeah I hear what you're saying where you're not I'm not afraid of getting hurt rolling with you right I'm afraid of having a tap seven times in five minutes but like you said, if I'm if I'm changing my game and watching what you're doing, watch what I'm doing, and being a little defensive oh, yeah. at first, but then realizing as soon as I can be defensive and you're not getting me immediately, I can attack. I can right, push, push. right, right, right. And that, yeah, man, that's kind of like how I uh, I I started approaching it myself. Is like I try to be more offensive uh, or more of an offensive player, just because I I find like I like I want to dictate the pace. You know, this is clearly newer blue belt 
uh, instructional, so don't don't listen to Jack Squat. Oh no, you're fine, man. No, it's all um, it's all interesting, for sure. I rolled with Rob. Uh, Rob, you still out there? Somewhere. He's in the universe somewhere. All right. He came up to Anna last Friday. He did. Yeah. I didn't roll with him there, but I rolled with him either Monday or Tuesday this week. So I had off, and, and the first, I don't know, minute, it was pretty good, and that it was good exchange. And then he just took advantage and yeah. kept taking advantage. Yeah. That's Rob. <laughs> For you. <laughs> oh man, what uh? Before we get into this long list of topic i mean i guess we can dip into some of it but what do you guys have going on for the fourth i'm gonna go and take advantage of mitch again because he said he's he's cooking up half a cow oh take nice show up and borrow some nice see him post pictures of stuff he makes every now and then man he gave me some of his brisket last time he let me know that he had extra uh-huh and I, of course it took Went over and took some for sure. Some do it again. Yeah, nice. Every chance I can get. <laughs> um, Danny, right now, I really it? don't have anything planned. I'm just hoping I don't have a migraine on that day because typically yeah. on my days off is when I get them. But um, so does that mean you should work more? Or? Yes, you should have constant stress level. You shouldn't have a drop in stress. So what I got is Saturdays are usually okay, but Saturday, Saturday night, Sundays yep. stink. But that's because you got a different level of stress chemical in your brain than you do during the rest of the week. So your body, my opinion and my experience is you have adjusted to that level of stress. And so if you can if you can fill your days and keep your sleep pattern the same Friday night and Saturday, then you're gonna have less my mi- I've had less migraines. Yeah, that. and that, that that's where I find myself where I'm, um that's why they're doing that sleep study also, is because you know, um I'm not sleeping. I mean at night and I'm I'm literally giving my parents my television because my television is on. I'm mm-hmm. trying to turn it off, but I'll find myself in the middle of not sleepwalking, turning it back on. So it's, it's, it's all. I gotta just find ways to not have them. But I don't, I don't know if the family's getting together or or what we're really doing. Um, you know, I'll probably maybe go see a movie or something. Did you guys see Wonder Woman? No. I want to. I haven't seen it, but I got uh, my cousin and his wife do a podcast that I found. Oh, nice. They've done like four of them. Right? Yeah. And they do, oh, what is it called? They do a movie and a drink or something. So they, they sample some beer or something from their local market, and then they talk about a movie. And they've hmm. done Wonder Woman, and now like we just listened to uh, their second, their, their Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, nice. And they're they're big time uh, comic book junkies, so it's, it's it's awesome to get more background. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because people can tell you backstories of like side characters that that pop up in the movies, and I'm like, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's what they did for the entire podcast about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is they said I like this because they kept it with the comic book and right. And my first. Dustin, he's my cousin. First memory I have of him was we were staying at my grandma's house, and he had or she had a boatload of comic books just laying around, and they were all his. And I was like, "That's a I must have been like seven or eight, and that was my first exposure to any comic books. I'm not a big comic book guy myself, right? right. But that's what Dustin was to me from my earliest memories of him. Comic Hmm. book guy, nice. I'd probably have to fall in that category. I was kind of a nerd, you know, just. 
Do you know the name of that podcast? Let me look it up while you guys are chatting. Yeah, yeah. I I'll I want to get I'll give it a listen for sure. Um are you listen what do you, what podcast are you listening to, Daniel? Let's get into that. Hang on, let me get into my list. I'll show you exactly what I listen to. And you can tell what kinds of person I am. I, I stick to the comedy stuff, man. I don't st- okay. I don't um, I, I can't handle the problems you might of the like world. I like this one. Uh, uh the Sheepdog Project. I, Tim Kennedy? Maybe. You might like that one. Um Tim Kennedy's a beast. Yeah, that's fair. He's he's just a he actually talks about jujitsu, about I mean, kind of everything, everything all together. Which I kind of cool. He hadn't recorded in a while though, so I'm kind of disappointed in him. Um, uh, let's step it up, Tim. Um, the Ben Shapiro sh- show. I'm just kidding. Uh, you probably don't know him. Ben, Sh- I, I don't even know. I don't. Is he a Republican? Yeah, it's conservative. Um, the, uh, the Dana Show. Listen to her and uh, Michael Savage. And um, that's about it. Nice. It's good to have a really slow phone uh-huh. from Walmart for like 25 bucks. So I'll find it eventually. It'll pull up maybe. I'll uh, I'll hop on and subscribe to it if it's on iTunes. Yeah, I'll send it to you. He's like, Yeah, he's on iTunes. He's I got him. I downloaded it directly to my iTunes and listened to an iPod, not a, a phone itself. Because mm-hmm. I'm that way and I got it for free I would be doing the exact same thing uh, I had a iPod that I used for everything had I say curated awesome playlist for jujitsu or running stuff like that and it was in the cup holder in my wife's car and she spilt a bottle of water and engulfed the whole damn thing in water and I lost it that's terms for divorce right there <laughs> says the single guy in there. <laughs> hey why don't you I don't re- know who's. Why don't you rethink that? I don't know who's luckier right now. Okay, I don't. Know. I, th- I think if I got married, I think my headaches would actually get worse if I had yeah. ah. kids. So there's what too. Hey, well, true, but God's got God's got time. But so. they'd be able to look at you, and that's just a, a awesome thing to do. I think I'm ridiculously good looking. I've not spent. This we much actually, time. me and you, actually look alike. We've not. Spent we have this the much same time. beard. Oh my gosh, we've not spent this much time this close proximity. Watch out, brother. Mm-hmm. Hold me back, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> that killed him in the room, huh? No, sorry. I'm, uh... I keep getting text messages. Who's texting you? Huh? Who's texting you? <laughs> Some B-Wolves? <laughs> <laughs> I'd explain that to, uh, to Shane's girlfriend, uh, what a B-Wolf was. I don't know what that means. Uh, you, uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> So Where's the feedback come from? It's probably for me. Sorry, it was I'm me. Full of it. So, what is the the first question you guys? I was to trying to be slick on the knowledge bomb you just dropped, saying that you were getting a bunch of text messages, and I was going to be slick and play that the more you know clip, but <laughs> the damn volume was too low. So let me fix it. There you go. Okay. Typical Roger, always late. I know. All right, I got that podcast. It's. The Cold Beer and Cool Movies podcast. Nice. It's the Keisha and Dustin Kendall. They're up in they're up in Oregon, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's hilarious. Good folks, good stuff. And I'm not. They only have like four episodes, and it's. I agree with most of what they say. Most. You know what? I had uh, family come down. Oh, John Wick on there too. Yeah. Nice. Let me subscribe to that. 
just realized I had family in Oregon that I met like, oh, yeah? last year. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's not, you know, we typically don't have a liberal, liberals in our family, but, yeah, you know, so. Do you guys got a lot of family around here? Or do you, yeah. you guys? Yeah, we're all. I do, yeah. We're well, all, we're all bred down here. We actually breed with each other, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> totally joking. Two of us have kids. You're not one of them. So <laughs> two of us breed. One of us does not yet. Come on now, Daniel. I choose not to have kids. That's a choice. Huh? That is a choice. That is a choice. I yeah. I had my chance, but so it was the, taken away. The reason, not by my decision. The reason I asked that is that one of the things that we had talked about before the podcast was was uh, or, or you guys Daniel asked me to send him lists of stuff and one of the things that I uh, talked about is is growing up a little different than 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 normal and Joe Rogan talks about it because we, we need to cite Joe Rogan every podcast right yeah I think it's podcast etiquette at this point you should since he's the the Don the pod father <laughs> he's the pod father honestly I've never listened to him oh dude how dare you never you so, should it's good. What he said is that every one of his friends or the people he sees as awesome or cool had a messed up childhood of some sort. And I don't know what that really means because I don't know what messed up childhood looks like. Mm-hmm. When, you know, his, what his, his version. Yeah, what, what the Joe Rogan view of the world is messed up. Yeah. What does that actually mean? That's why I asked you when you see Daniel, what do you see? Yeah. What you see, what I see, what Daniel sees, all varies a little bit. Sure. And what I was saying on this thing is that, is that, we d- I did the math once, and I moved around until I was 19. Every 18 months, we had mm-hmm. a new house. Yeah. It wasn't always a new town. It was a new house, new new scenario for us. Yeah. And my dad was in, in construction management, so we moved around building sure. stuff. And that change or that lifestyle forced me and my family to act in a certain way because you have to. You don't have long-standing friendships mm-hmm. because you don't there was no facebook so you couldn't sure. stay connected and that's why i was asking if you guys all have family down here because my family is spread out across the u.s right now and in germany and we don't have what i would say is is huge and frequent contact with each other mm-hmm. but that's normal for me right so in the same way i asked my wife on occasion to get baseline hey is that normal is that is that supposed to be like that or is that just me i was asking you guys about so you guys lived here all your life, your family, all within arm's reach of you. Yep. But still, it's more like with you not talking to family that much. Hey, move your phone off the thing. See if that. Okay. Helps a little some bit. Weird feedback. Uh, phone underneath the table. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I talk to my mom on the phone a couple times a week. Uh, see him pretty regularly now. Like she comes out and stays with us probably for like a week at a time, just so she can spend some time with the baby and stuff like that. Uh, but me and I've lived here. Me and Courtney have lived here for f- four years. That's the longest I've ever lived in one spot. Uh, every ten, twelve months, we we moved Why? as a kid. Uh, just because I I think ultimately it boils down to my parents being young and you know trying to make ends meet and couldn't always make it happen so like like uh, had to leave because of rents yeah like they would either get behind or the lease would be up 
you know, we would just move uh, constantly. Not for any reason. My dad worked in the same place for 18 years. My mom uh, didn't work for, you know, a lot of the time that we were kids. But when we were teenagers, as we got into those early teen years, she started working again. Go ahead. Did you guys stay in the same city? Did you stay? We stayed, yeah, for the most part, stayed in the same city. I think we got maybe outskirts of the town we grew up in, but... And if you had moved outside of that area, would would you still have been in contact with Daniel? Yeah, yeah. Well, this was like... Okay, so early... When I was 16 is when I moved, like, away from my mom, my my family. My dad was already gone out of the picture. I keep nodding in response because sure, nodding sure. is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Nonverbal communication. Uh, yeah, so... I I moved in with a friend of mine who I worked with. Worked at a skating rink. I mean, I mean, as much money as you can make at a skating rink, we we did that in high school. I heard that story. Yeah, middle school actually, and into high school. But I moved in with him, and literally paid. How old, how old were you? Uh, so I was already in the like working in the skating rink for like two years. By the time I was sixteen, so I worked you know, DJing stupid shit like that. And then, uh, moved in with my friend, paid his mom rent 25 bucks a week to sleep on the couch. Pretty much. So you were uh, 19, 16, 16, yeah. 16 paying rent to your, your buddy. Yeah. Mom. 25 bucks Just a week. Yeah. Sleep on a couch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was about the same time you and Courtney were, were, so we had been together already for about a year, year and a half. And, uh, I think Joe Rogan would say that qualifies as a little bit messed up. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. Uh, so we did that for a little while. Uh, hopped around a couple different places. And. Like legitimately couch hopping or like. Um, just the family was hopping around. No, no, no. Me. Yeah. And uh, when I was 19, I got a like a real job, like a full-time job at a at a bank as a teller and. Just started saving money, saving money, saving money. Got a car so I could transport myself. Uh, and then moved in with friends into apartments, you know. And then from then on, it's just like apartment, apartment, you know, moving every year because, you know, that's what you do in your early 20s, I guess. Yeah. Well, what I did that's anyway. That's what was normal for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you see as the normal procedure. Yeah. So, Daniel, what was your normal procedures as far as family life around 16 to 22? 16 to 22. That was um, the age range, right, Roger? About, yeah. Uh, I lived I lived in Mesquite till uh, I was in the same house till, till I was 25. And then... Uh, Were you paying rent for that? No. No. Uh, so I, I had a little bit of white privilege, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, that ain't white privilege. Mitch, knock it off. Stop and... <laughs> stop and... Stop and Stop putting us. I'm in just, I'm just throwing the words they use out there. Um, anyway, uh, so I, I, I lived with. Uh, fired! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm back in the game. <laughs> yeah, at least you're you're off a few seconds, but we'll, we'll let it slide. So, anyway, um, I, for till about 25, then we moved out here to McKinney, um, and then that's uh, you know. Uh, then everybody kind of split up. Um, well, my sister, she's gotten married twice to the same husband. Um, and uh, 
so she's kind of been on her home, on her own since she was 17. Me and Shane, my brother, we kind of stuck around, kind of took care of the family, kind of took care of my parents, or vice versa. They We've taken care of each other, basically. And um, uh, Shane's got a house out in, in uh, Allen, and um currently staying with him. Uh, I do pay rent, yes, and uh, I do help him with... Uh, uh, you know, child care and stuff like that. And, uh, uh, but my parents live like, probably like, and we all live, my sister, mother, father, and, and us live within like a three mile radius. So, I mean, it's, we're close, but then, you know, um, I think, uh, we, we've, we've had different, just different upbringings and different lives, you know, for sure. If you don't see your parents or hear from them in how long does it seem weird to you? Like, what's the time frame before you go, oh, I got to call mom. Oh, I got to talk to my dad. 10, 15 minutes? No. (laughs) I I think, I think, uh, before I moved in with Shane, I lived, I went back to Mesquite and I I lived there for about two years and my parents uh, very seldomly called me, like, ever. Yeah, you know, and so it was me having to reach out to them, mm-hmm. actually. And if I didn't hear from them within like maybe a couple of weeks, you know, I would I would reach out to them, um, you know, just to see you know what's going on, you know, because for the longest time I was working uh, weekends. I'd work three days a week or three days a week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I worked twelve hour days, and um, and I'd be working overnight too. So I I never got to see basically my family family members everybody was working you know and um so that was that was kind of a rough time i would say when i went back to where i used to live like going back to mesquite but then shane uh there was an incident that happened and uh uh with uh my roommate the car incident or a different incident one of the car incident wasn't the car accident you had? I think that was on the podcast one point in the past. Different incident? incident? No car wreck? I've been in a car wreck, but I, I might have mentioned that one, but I don't know if I... Uh, this was more of a confrontation with the, the mm. people I was renting with, and um, it got pretty hostile, and uh, so I think uh, I just thought the you know best solution was to get out, and, uh, and I did, and uh, just got all my stuff and went back, and um, moved in with Shane and I've been there for about two years now and you know it sucks having to live with your brother but you know at this point in time what are you going to do Shane seems like Shane seems like a cool guy though yeah me and Shane are real close yeah me and my brother are real close um, one of the um, I don't even like talking about it but one of the hardest things uh, uh, growing up was when I was five years old and Shane was had to be uh, um I don't know. He was 12, around that age. Um, and uh, my parents were uh, leaving, um, or just about to go leave, because my mom was going to go sing at a funeral. And uh, we were playing uh, regular n- Nintendo, so this tells you how old th- you know this story is. And uh, all of a sudden, um, we play for hours and hours and hours and hours. And all of a sudden, I start telling, because Shane started goofing up on his... On his uh, uh, on his plan or whatever, and I'm like, Shane, you know, you're not doing good. Uh, you know, and he wouldn't answer me. And he just kept on staring at the screen and uh, just kept doing this, kept pushing buttons. And I go, Shane. And he wouldn't answer me. And then I, so then that's when I 
you know, screamed his name, like, Shane, you know, whatever. And uh, that's when he just laid the controller down and uh, just laid back, and he went into a grand mal seizure. And, that's uh, what I was thinking. And that, this is before like. anyone ever knew what, what that was. Or, you know, of course, the doctors knew, but the regular average person didn't know what a grand mal seizure was. They didn't know the difference between a grand mal and a pedomal seizure and, or anything like that. But um, so... I take off. Of course, I'm like like I said, I'd be the only one in the house with him if this uh, uh, if this didn't pan out the way it did. I ran out to the garage, and as I'm running out to the garage, the garage is like really like probably like six, six inches off the ground, and I hit the hit the button because my parents are leaving, and it goes back up luckily. And uh, uh, so that almost sounded like it was Indiana Jones. You're going to slide underneath that thing and reach back for your hat. Uh, I mean, at that point, I was willing to do anything because, like I say, you, you look at it and you, you know, you see, you know, your brother kind of lifeless and, you know, and, and uh, um, the, uh, it was very difficult. And so, anyway, the garage door went back up. Um, my parents rush in. Uh, my mom faints right off the bat. As soon as she sees Shane, because Shane just like just convulsing, um, he's grabbing this. You know, we we had old skateboards, you know, and he's grabbing it and he's like just with the, you know scratching his fist on the on the grip tape, and so he's his hands bleeding. Uh, my dad's. Uh, I, I think you've already reached the Joe Rogan's messed up childhood. Oh no! Background. This is this is just once like if I could go on for six hours telling you about some some stuff, but. Uh, um. Anyway, uh, my dad reaches in his mouth, you know, because he's his tongue's going back in the back of his throat, and uh, Shane clamps down on his finger and nearly gnaws that off. Mm. And uh, uh, but uh, in, in, uh, story in a nutshell, uh, that kind of like I still have a, a bad uh um kind of nightmares, I guess you could say about that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I kind of keep my brother close to me and uh, keep my, uh, you know, you know, uh, kind of like you're not going to mess with my brother type deal. Right. Know? Even though he is my older brother, you know, um, and it's, uh, you know, and he's had, he's had a multiple, uh, multiple uh, since then. Edgefest, he worked for the the Edge. He had one at Edgefest, and his uh, supervisor had to revive him. You know, we had to give him CPR. You know, of course, he got fired the next day because, you know, what are you going to do with someone that has seizures, you know? So, um, I don't know. Uh, there's just a few stories that kind of just kind of stick with you, and it's very hard to kind of move past, I guess you could say. But um, um, that's that's one that's... Uh, it's, you know, this stuck with me, I guess you could say. Yeah, I can see why that would stick with you. Not, yeah. Not to bring everybody down or nothing, but I mean, it's... <laughs> we'll tell you play next. Keep bumping the table. Very good. That's like, that reminds me of House Party. You ever seen House Party? No. Oh. I was... <laughs> They're having like a house party and the DJ, like it's... Back when they were still using records and turntables and shit, and oh, he's kid and play. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he keeps bumping the damn table. The guy dancing, and Martin Lawrence Martin is the Lawrence, DJ. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, I was when he was young, he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Golly, that that's that was that was probably one of my favorite shows. Uh, yeah. Was Martin? 
Oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. Um, when he was dressed up as a karate instructor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. So let's get into the hard-hitting stuff, man. That's the uh, the question about why robots that are going to be for exploration look like humans, right? That's a hard-hitting one? Yeah. I, I think that was all hard-hitting stuff on that list you guys were working on. Daniel, what do you think? What, what's, a, what's a good hard-hitting question or topic I, that we... We can go through any of them. I, don't, I really don't, you know, whatever you think that we need to talk about. Okay. Um, Roger and I had had a brief discussion about uh, colonization. Uh-huh. What would you call that? It would be a colonization group or, or foundational core. I don't know how you'd say that. Yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> in, the, in the new Aliens movie, right, they have a scene in the trailer where they're all sitting around the, the main deck of the ship, and they're mm-hmm. saying that, hey, we're now colonists, we're going to this other world, and we're, we're there to colonize and to, to breed and right. to establish a colony. One couple is gay. One couple is lesbian. And I looked at that and went, wait a minute. Your goal is what? Yeah. To colonize and populate a planet. Why would a third of your group be gay or lesbian? Well, because you had to be politically correct in 2017. Exactly. That's what, <laughs> I think that's what's wrong with America now. Your yeah. goal, even in the show, your goal is this, and you sacrifice that goal, sacrifice that goal for political correctness. Right. It, it, it just boggled my mind. So yeah. I got thinking about that, and it made no sense to me to, to if you're going to say we're going to colonize a planet or colonize any position or land or whatever, to do that kind of thing. So what do you think? Well, it's like how, how many people do you, do you send? Because like, there's only going to be so many combinations. Like, and you have to make sure you have females. And, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you would have to bring... I would say, in my estimate, well, I, I still think we're lifetimes away from something like that. Yeah. Like the the first group of people that they send out there, I mean, they're going to be the elitists. They're going to sure. die. No, it's like nuts. yeah, they're yeah, they're essentially, I don't want to say committing suicide, but I mean, I guess that's pretty much it, right? Well, I mean, like, I think they would do a bunch of tests first before they actually, I mean, they, I mean, before they even went. Out to outer space, or we're sending monkeys out there, you know. Absolutely, they so, should. But you know, they're they're going out to to. Right, you got to think like. It's not going to be like these big ships you see like on, like if you guys seen Avatar, how they haul all these people around and all this equipment, all this other stuff. Like, it's going to be a very small, deal because we just I, I don't think we have the technology to make it happen, on on a scale where you can talk about colonization and doing all this stuff you know i think it uh it's going to be more like that movie the martian where <laughs> it's going to be something small like that you know what i mean yeah and if you even look at the like look at the colonization that's actually worked yeah on planet earth yeah God, yeah right? yeah right what were the first colony what's the what's the colony in new york um that disappeared they sent a colony out. It lasted for like a year, and then it was just gone. Hmm. I don't remember what it was called. So right. They 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 were one of the first ones failed. Yeah, yeah. Dead and that gone. was on this planet. On this planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With very limited things to kill you. Yeah. Other than normal stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you want to go six months away, a six month trip, one way to get there, and one really thin aluminum shielding between you and right, you. right. 
And that's just part of the galaxy. I mean, the galaxy's over right. multiple dimensions. I, you know, I'm fascinated knows. by all of it. Yeah. Like, I, I think it, it's cool. Like, it's a cool idea. Uh, but I, I'm more interested in, like, the ideas that the movies throw out for you. Like, like Interstellar, like that time-space where... Oh, yeah, where you can disbelieve all sorts of stuff because you're, right. you're saying this is for entertainment and we're going to make it work despite the fact yeah, the yeah, real movie would yeah. be you fly out, you die. Yeah. You fly out, you die. Yeah, yeah. 2,000 years later, yeah. you're still dying. Yep. Kind yep. of like that Tom Cruise movie where he keeps on repeating live. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Man, Groundhog Day every day. Well, yeah, Same thing. Groundhog Day was good. Yeah. Brilliant. Movie. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. But, I mean, what do you think about, like, as far as, like, now, like, coexisting as, as we are? I mean, are 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 we? Am I diving too deep or getting into something we don't want to get into? Or um, I don't know what you're asking. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm I'm trying to step. You you I'm trying to, to like, get back like at it. Existing like yes, like yes, okay. absolutely. If you look, if you look at uh, China, uh -huh. you see, you see. What? China, 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 China. Chinese. Have you seen that Trump video where he says they just isolated the the many times he said China? Yeah, enough about Trump. Okay. Sorry, he, he's my president. He might not be your president. He's my president. Okay, uh, but you go to North Korea, you go, you see Koreans, uh, Vietnamese. We see Vietnamese people. Now, America, we have a, we are a melting pot of different um, races. We, we were a melting pot, but we're not melting pot anymore. Uh, the pot's stirring now. Well, you don't have to. We're, we're saying you don't have to uh, integrate, so you're not melting into the into the group. And th what? Okay, and that's that's another thing. Integrating into. Uh, I mean, why why shouldn't you have to integrate? Like, or why should why should a person from from North Korea or from not, from South Korea or, or any other country come over, be able to come over here and then not live by our rules? Live by American standards. So what you're saying is if you emigrate to the U.S., you are adopting the culture that exists in the U.S. before you emigrate rather than bring your own culture and changing the culture that existed? Like trying to bring your culture into this, into this, into here and trying to I got change. You. I, got change you. You, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, I'm kind of saying it in kind of a uh, fifth grader way. I mean, if you could. So historically, right? There's the us and the them. There's the my mm -hmm. tribe, which looks exactly like me because we're all genetically related. Right. And there's the them because your melanin count is higher than mine. And you're a stranger. So you show up over the hills and you don't look like me, so therefore you're, you're not us. And we're going to survive as us because we're not going to take what you as a them is, is bringing because that's foreign. That's different. That's evil. That's bad. That's how we look at it or portray it. And historically, yeah. right? Yeah. Historically, what what divides and what makes up a group or a a, a culture? It's it's like you said. You look at China. Look at Korea. Look at Japan. Look at Denmark. Look at Germans. You have a whole bunch of different white groups in that little ball group. Oh right. my gosh, we're going racist already. I saw race. I mean, it's it's true. It's factual. I mean, like I can't go over to, I can't go to China and be like, hey guys, we're gonna all be Christians or we're gonna all be Mormons or you know, y'all can't believe 
what what you believe, Ooh, you know. But we, we, we will, and that's what's and happening. And we'll die. No, no, that's what's happening. That's, that's what's what happening happened here. When in, well, exactly, but it's happening more in, for example, countries that have uh, a one or a reduced population from their own populace, where they're not having kids, and they're having to replace. And so what they're doing is they're having major shifts in their cultural background because there's no more um, Germans mm-hmm. who are German-German, right? Right, right. And there's no oh, more Japanese because they... They're not populating at all. Yeah. How, how, many, how many generations have to have really small numbers of kids before there no longer is a population? Right. You know, that's... That's why Catholics, Mormons, and Islamic folks are going to win. Yeah. Well, well, Catholics, the Catholic uh, religion is probably the, the, the main religion anyway that, that, that branched off, and then Christianity, and then, uh, you know, then you have the Mormons. But I don't think Islam's, I, I think Islam's a false, false prophet, and it's, uh, uh, it's going to, you know, it's doomed to fail, if it especially come, comes here to the U.S., so I, I disagree. I, I, I'm not going at it as a, a truth versus non-truth. And I'm going at it as, as if you have a cultural bias or a basis or a pillar that says you need to populate, you need to have kids, and you have that ingrained in the culture, mm-hmm. right? That will be ingrained in the next generation, the next generation, sure. next generation. And if you don't have that, but you have the individual idea not a cultural one where you say i want to have kids and i want to teach them what i believe but you what what do you believe it's not tied to a cultural religion or anything that is is long long standing and successful at Mm -hmm. propagating itself that group will diminish because just just look at at how many of those actually have existed if you don't have a a strong cultural or religious uh, system that that supports itself or that says hey i want my cultural religious belief to continue then whatever uh, whatever else is against that mm-hmm. won't continue right and so i'm not even going to go with the the what's true and what's not true religion wise because that that doesn't really matter in that sense because right. it's true to them they're sure. saying it's truth you're saying it's true to you great fight all you want but if their belief is uh, go biblical repopulate the earth have lots of kids that mm-hmm. that is Give them two hundred yes. years, and if you're not doing that as a culture, you won't have a and that, culture. Well, that, and that's what's wrong with the Christian faith too, because what what are we taught? Wait till marriage. Well, hell, you know, some of us don't get married. You know, some of us don't have kids, and if we do have kids, we have maybe one or two. You know, but they're uh, so. Why uh, is it wrong to say wait till marriage? What do you mean? Is that what you said? Did mm-hmm. I say? It's just it. That's just it. like. In, in, in what belief. is taught, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, taught in the Christian faith. Agreed, to, agreed. But to, I thought you said that that was wrong. I mean, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. But I'm, what, what I'm saying is, like, you know, uh, and and I do in in your sense, like when you're when you're talking about like, because in the the Quran it does talk about you know having kids, keep having kids, you mm-hmm. know, uh, multiplying, and you know, and that's how the the faith is is basically um, thrown out there, you know. But when you when you uh, when we were talking about earlier about something foreign that's coming, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I was I'm born and bred here in Texas, so when you when you would have something like the stuff that's happening happening in Sweden, 
the stuff that's happening in Germany that people don't want to talk about, you know, that are, that's hard to talk about, okay? Over immigration. The, the Germans want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm German too, so I mean... Uh, uh, das ich gar nicht. Ich glaube, dass du bist keine Deutsche. I don't know what you're talking about, but I mean, I'm... Genau. Okay. But uh, I've seen Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so you would lift your fingers up and say you want three beers three. instead yep. of three. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was asking that the other day. I was like, because someone did that on TV. I was like, she, she's German because the way she did it. Or, um, or European. Because you can, like, I did, what we're saying here is, because you can't clearly see me because we're not a, a video here. One Sorry. is your thumb up, two is your thumb and index finger, three is your thumb, index finger, and middle finger. And mm-hmm. I, I did, I studied German in high school, studied a little bit in college, went and served a two-year mission for my church in Germany, mm. came back, studied for two more years. And I count like that. I eat like a German does in that regard mm. where I use a fork and a knife, and that's how I do it. And I count with that, those hands. Mm. But that's, that's digressing. So let's digress even different. So, so back, let's go, let's go scriptural, okay? So let's say your name is Abraham. Okay, I'm drawing a little thing. Okay, so you guys are going to really have to dumb it down. We're going to dumb it down real quick. Okay. So, so you got a guy named Abraham, and he gets told, you're going to have so many offspring, you're going to bless everybody in the whole world. He's one dude, and mm-hmm. he's married to a really, really old lady who can't have any kids. Sure. So what's the fastest way, and you kind of already mentioned it, Daniel, how do you get a whole lot of kids from one dude? Well, you have him marry two or three women. Mm-hmm. Right. And then those women have kids under his house mm-hmm. and then he trains them, teaches those kids, whatever. And then they have multiple kids and, and you basically go from one monogamous pairing to a polygamous situation where you can have multiple kids in a year. Mm-hmm. Sure. It becomes a genetic free-for-all or it becomes basically you're going to have as many kids as possible and they're all going to be taught the exact same belief structure that Abraham teaches mm-hmm. and in a very short period of time you're going to have a booming population who believe what Abraham believes and, and teach how he teaches it because he's the teacher of it because it's all controlled in house and that's how it works there's a couple families former Mormon families or, or, or reformed LDS in Utah who are practicing polygamists and I met them they all look identical it's it's like children of the corn kind of blonde haired, mm, yeah. freaky looking. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. Yeah, they're good people. Sure, they just have chosen to have multiple wives and and lots and lots of kids. Right. But what that does is is it gives a captive population that you will teach the exact way because it's very structured, rigid in that regard. Just like you would teach your daughter whatever you're going to teach her. Mm-hmm. It's the gospel of Roger. Yeah, and Courtney, more Courtney. It will be Courtney because. Yeah. Uh, I have no problem. Like, I'll listen to anything. I I don't believe in any of it, not one piece of it. Um, and just I mean, I I don't have a reason for it or anything that kind of set me off in that direction. I just, as in my situation, as my adult brain formed, that's just the conclusion that I came to, right? But uh, uh, I don't knock it. I I find it interesting. Um. Very interesting, to be honest, just because, you know, like we were talking about earlier, that's normal to me. I didn't grow up in church. We went to church a few times here and there as kids, but I think it was more of a get-out-of-the-house situation. 
and that's, that, that's you know that's kind of what I was saying about if you have a a culture, a religion, a Abrahamic culture mm-hmm. because he's the dad, he's the prophet, right, everything right. else. That will survive. That idea and concept will survive long term. Versus, what's the Roger culture? Right. There isn't one. There's not. So no, not one, as far as religion is concerned. And within one generation, <clears throat> unless you've taught your kids jujitsu, mm-hmm. you're going to lose whatever culture you would have brought to them. Right. Right. Versus, you stack them against Abraham, who has now five thousand kids in two generations, and they all preach the same thing. Mm-hmm. They can outbreed the Roger culture. Sure, but I mean, m- my goal isn't to compete with right. Abraham, right? Exactly. It's not. It's a, yeah, you totally lose. Right. <laughs> not well, I mean, just but if you have a cultural belief or if you have a, a, a culture you want that wants to succeed, a colonization group that wants to populate and survive in a hostile environment, you have to have zealots and you have to have people who buy into that culture wholeheartedly mm-hmm. or won't succeed. Right. And that's where the, the, again, we're going back to the aliens thing. That's where I saw the, the two gay guys and the two lesbians went, how do they have ultimate buy-in to advancing a population mm-hmm. and increasing population where they start off with not having that as one of their main drives? Sure. So, again, no no condemnation or judgment against someone who's a right, 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 right. sexual in any way. It. It's just, if you're going to say, my goal is to colonize another planet, have lots of kids, and spread out, do you start with a group that already has a stumbling block in front of them that stops them from doing that? I mean, if you wanted to just fail. Right, right. I think they right. were just trying to be PC on the whole, the whole ordeal. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it had to be. For it sure. Had to be, you know, but uh, are we low on time? No, I mean, we're, okay. we're good as long as y'all are, man. Okay. Um, as far as like, do you see? Um, this is also for fun, by the way. I yeah, know, yeah, I know. You know, we're this is totally, you know, just off the. Why do you keep getting all, all these girls, man? Oh, yeah, girls keep texting. Just kidding. They're all those here. girls with guy names. Yeah, it's kind of weird, David. <laughs> Are those notifications <laughs> that they're blocking you? Probably. Did you just get a text from Abraham? <laughs> Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, Miss Child. Um, but um, do you see, okay, because we're kind of on a, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a teeter-totter right now, or it seems like. Um, do you see um, in the next 100 years, do you see the Constitution still uh, existing, or do you see um, Sharia law becoming into effect? Do you see... Um, the holy war coming into you know in existence in the next two hundred years. I mean, what do you, what are your thoughts? I got no freaking idea, but which means that everything I just said doesn't make doesn't matter because I said but right after I said something. <laughs> if if you have a zealot group that believes that okay, so my understanding of the of the oop, knock the table over of the Islamic faith includes a part of their faith that says. Before the end of days, they're going to be their population will be reduced down to a very small number of true believers who will fit into, and I'm going to butcher it. Whatever the little, little uh, sacred temple is or sacred places where they have a the, the stone or meteor, whatever it was that that Muhammad said was was sacred, 
and they will then the, the remaining faithful will come out and scourge the world and kill everyone who's a non-believer and convert them by the sword. Well, that if, if that's a true belief as they see it, that means that they believe that their their true believers will dwindle to almost nothing. But again, that's just that's a weird belief that I picked up on when I was in Germany and talked to people who said that's what they believe. So maybe it's completely bullcrap. But in in looking at it as the real world real world situation, if you have a population that is outbreeding the current culture and is maintaining their own belief structure either parallel to or in certain cases arcing over the top of the, the existent culture, mm-hmm. that culture wins right. in the long term. Right, right. It has to. Right. The math, right? Right. So if if we have a weakening of like you said, the constitution, again this is this is crazy talk. If we have the constitution which is our culture, or if we don't if we have a, a destruction of that belief and that cultural base that holds us together and binds us together as a United States, well, then we lose. Mm-hmm. Because a different culture comes in and wins. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, so, it would be like an invasion or... <laughs> call it whatever you Like, want. over time. Like, it wouldn't I mean, be... It's a, like it, it wouldn't happen overnight. I don't see sure. it happening overnight. But you, there were... In, in my... Just, like I said, this is my personal opinion. I think there would be... Right now, right now the country is divided. I mean, completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the statistics on the voting, um, I like was, Mitch. Mitch is my friend. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. Uh, I don't. I'm not, I'm not divided against Mitch. No, but I'm gonna take him next time we roll. <laughs> I don't know who Mitch is. But. You need to get to know Mitch. He's he's a. You should Facebook friend Mitch because I think you and Mitch would have a blast. I'm sorry. Those who watched you, Mitch, you and Mitch interact would. Yeah, have a blast. It'll be an interesting is conversation. It, is it this? Okay, I, I know who Mitch is now. Okay, um, uh, where was I before you cut me off? I derailed you, sir. That's what it's you called. did. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're trying to derail. Mm. You got to develop your train skills better. I'm don't extremely let, tired and I have a don't, migraine. Don't let somebody just push your stop your hit your brain. No, but I I'm. If that happens, okay. If what ha- what's happening in Germany, it's ha- what's happening in Europe, what's happening in uh, Sweden, if all that comes over here, I there's there's going to be uh, one. There's going to be a war. I mean, for sure. So, other than the Constitution, what is the cultural binding force that exists in the U.S. that can not be beaten or can absorb incoming cultures and not be? not be buried by those cultures I don't, I don't think there is any I think it we're, we're, I think we're so like America's idea is what land of the free home of the brave right yeah. so and right now we're so divided and it'd be the perfect opportunity I mean divide and conquer you know straight up you know because you have the typically you know and I'm in no stretch of the imagination uh, what they would consider alt-right I don't even consider myself anything. So you know? you're talking about like like physical warfare type revolutionary things. Absolutely. And I think what Roger had mentioned is a long term cultural cultural overtake, yeah. not a not a violent overtake. Right, right. It's a it's a no, slow I, a slow blending in and overcome the culture. And mm-hmm. I'm in this case, I'm with Roger as far as what the math says. And I don't think we're at this I don't think we're at the uh, 
original colonization taking over from the Native American situation, which is what you're talking about future-wise, mm-hmm. where someone right. comes in and takes over the existing population by force. Right. I don't see that as being what's going to happen. No. Because I think you're right. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm assuming, that, that Daniel, you're going with the, we have the military might, we have the backbone to stand up to that. But do we have the backbone to stand up to 150 years of slowly changing the culture until it's just not recognizable to what you see today. And that goes to what I was saying with what about the culture of Roger. Right. What culture is it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not my culture, it's your culture. Sure. So what do we have that binds us together as a culture if we've lost, like you were suggesting, Daniel, the possibility of losing our constitution mm-hmm. as a binding force, which I disagree with. I don't think we're losing that. I think it's being changed from what it was. I'm thinking, I think it's also being rewritten to be a political football mm-hmm. to what it never was just mm-hmm. because it's political football. Right. So I think that we're getting told a story to suit whoever's, whoever wants to tell us a story. I don't think it's accurate and I don't want to buy it as accurate without you know looking into it my own self and mm-hmm. seeing what is the value of it rather than what is the message that they're trying to sell me. I, uh, go ahead, sorry. No, I just catch my breath and was... was yeah, about to get after it. About to get after Go it. Go for it. Well, I, again, I think it's the same thing I was saying is is I don't see a, an, a physical uprising as a possibility because of that, just what you said, Daniel, that we have in place military means to disturb and stop that. But we're that's a short-term thought. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about a a... Again, an Abrahamic idea where he gets told you're going to be able to help the entire world from here until the end of time. He wasn't talking about his kid or his grandkid. He was talking about long-term change. And if there, if that's the example of some dude who lives in Canaan uh, 6,000 years ago or whatever the real time frame is, I have no idea. Well, he looked at a long-term view and said, well, what am I going to teach my kids? And he asked the source that was telling him you're going to be blessing on people. He went and sought information and sought that from God and, and proceeded to tell his kids about it and their kids and preach to them and indoctrinate them and make them fanatics. So they would continue to teach their kids throughout history about what he said and about what God told him. Mm. So that means he has a massive buy-in from the culture because he ties it to religion. He ties it to family he ties it to everything that's culturally related and he gets it to be sustainable and repeatable generation after generation Mm -hmm. whereas the culture of roger is not repeatable over generational time right because there's no no there's no there's nothing mooring there's no mooring and, and permanency sure and again not a condemnation to those who don't have a cultural mooring unless you look at it in a long-term view and say, wait, what do I want? And if you figure out what you want, how do you get it? Well, you, you don't get it. You get it for yourself, but if you want to get it for your kids, your grandkids, and like Daniel said, the nation, you've got to tie it to something that is is long-term and name me something that's not religious that's long-term. I mean... Uh, that's lasted... Uh, what what country is not based in a religious founding? Right, but I think that's where the change is coming. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't think by any 
stretch of the imagination that religion will never is dying off and it's never going to, you know, it's eventually going to just not happen. Right. But I think uh, I, I have a, something in mind that maybe uh, kind of facilitating that a bit more nowadays, but I want to, you know, take the time to kind of research more, but, uh, I, I just think more and more people now are, are, uh, not only defecting, but not, not even having anything to do with religion at all. And I agree with that. Yeah. I do. Uh, you know, especially the younger generation. I mean, it is, uh, tapering, I would say. Right. And I think it all stems from the same cause, be it the internet or the access to information or, you know, the, I I mean, you can even tie it to like the political correct, correctness thing, you know, where, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't know, man. I never thought, uh, about it the same way that we've been talking about tonight. Like I've never, cause I, I guess in those religions, like you're saying, it is indoctrinated in the person to uh, procreate, have kids, have kids, have kids, right? So, and my question has always been, why? If right. you just look at it from the outside, and it's it's because because right? That's stupid. My sure, friend. you got. I think you got to go out and try and track down information. Go right, it's a benefit, and that's where I come to where it says in Old Testament, repopulate the earth. Whatever translation you're looking at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I turned to Daniel to answer that, but. If 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 I read that and I never look into it and say, well, what is the benefit from that? And that's why I looked into this, and, and that's why I went this route with it, where I said, if you look into it, what's the best way to keep a culture, or one, form a culture, and two, get it to exist across generations? Is well, the, have your kids right. the only thing that thus far has withstood the test of time is religion. And any, you know, I mean... And honestly, I don't disagree. I mean, that's I, what we're all, everybody's fighting over. Which is stupid in the sense that, well, I mean, find, find good and add to your good. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't understand why Christians, not just Christians, right? So any religion, why any religious person looks at another religion says that's completely wrong they're going to burn in hell forever right like why can't it just be okay that's what they believe and you know that that's that's good for their life and their culture why okay so i'm just going to go about living my life right i think a lot of that and i ask because i i don't know like i don't know if if it's in the bible or if it's in you know, I'm not going to pretend I've done all this research and read the bible cover to cover because i mean yeah because i'm new to 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 the whole Mormon faith too, so I don't I don't know a whole lot. Now, um, do do y'all uh, I feel like an idiot? Uh, and I do too. So I mean, even in my faith, common, I'm still. It's common for all of us to feel like idiots. E- yeah. Even in my faith, I'm still learning daily. Okay. Uh, but in the in the Mormon faith, do y'all do y'all believe Jesus, Jesus was crucified? Yeah. So okay. I'm, I'm pulling up my my phone. Okay. What is the my scriptures? Okay. So that. So it's exactly Old Testament, New Testament. It's 
the Book of Mormon. It's current revelation. Yeah, because I think we have the the basically the yeah same outlook on a lot of lot of issues and a lot of things. Yeah. Um. But what what was what was fascinating, Rogers? Like when when I'm, I'm G- putting my thirty dollar phone away because it's okay. still slow as dirt. <laughs> I'm about to get rid of mine, so you can probably have mine. But when like Jesus was crucified, the his disciples, I mean, they fled. You know, they you know one they're saying, you know, they're they're God or or uh, being crucified. You know, and it wasn't pleasant. I mean, by any stretch of the imagination. But when the resurrection happened, is when what really kind of turned everything around, and that was that's what essentially kind of brought the um, the the faith or the 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 faith of, the, of Christianity or the Catholics or whatever uh, brought that together because that Peter was like, you know, kill me, you know, if I have to, you know. And they crucified him upside down, you know. So, I mean, because he was willing to die for that after seeing, you know, Jesus resurrect from, from, you know, from the grave, from the dead. You know, at that point, he didn't care, you know. He's like, all right, you know, I can kind of, you know. I think, we, I think some of us just have a, a, a different perception of, like, what, you know, because we, we're not going to know. We're not going to know until the day comes. You might totally be right. I, th- I think maybe I'm ret- retarded. Um, no, I am. That's right, though. So what I'd said, I'd said earlier, well, maybe it didn't. If I give judgment unto, unto condemnation, or if I judge you and say, you suck and you're going to hell. Right. I don't have that authority. Sure. If I look at you and you're sitting out there, if my kids looked at you four years ago and saw you out there smoking a cigarette, they'd go, Hey, he's sinning. He's hurting his his body. Mm-hmm. That's correct, mm-hmm. but it's not a condemnation of you, right? So, I I'm of the opinion that if if I am found judging Daniel and you to be worthy of hell, I'm off base on what I actually can do and what I'm supposed to do. Sure, um, I'm more of the opinion that regardless of what you're doing my religion and culture should be to improve you mm-hmm. and Daniel Hold it, and me yeah. and not worry a whole lot about the the you're going to hell part sure for one if I'm telling you Roger you're going to hell and I'm on the mat with you and I preach at you and I'm an idiot well you're going to choke me because you think it's funny well I mean but, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't I, learn from that but, anyway, you know. But well, you you got to say too. I'm I'm going to choke you because we're on the mat doing jujitsu. It's not because you told me I was going to go to hell. Absolutely, I you choke me with more vehemence because of my attitude. Eh, I don't think I would, I don't think man. Do I don't think I've ever rolled that way with anybody. You, you know, um, I, I, it really takes a lot to piss me off, man. If someone's actually going to. Mic down. Mic down. If I someone's think, actually coming up to you saying, I think "Hey," sign. Right, yeah, right. Hey, you know, you know, man, you don't believe in God. You don't believe in yeah. Jesus. You're going to hell. Yeah, you know, that's that's not the right way to to do anything. Well, now, and it wouldn't make me mad at all. Like, but why would you? It wouldn't even out? make me why mad. Why would you want to hang out with someone who who treats you like that? Well, I wouldn't. First of all, yeah. So if it's if it's if it, it would literally have to be a random person, maybe that listens to this podcast and says, 
you're a moron. Like if we get a more uh, an email that says, "Hey, that guy's an idiot," why would you guys go and you know blah 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 record and be in the same room as that motherfucker? You know that person. Sorry. Uh, you're 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 fine. You know you're going to hell. But I mean, and that's fine. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. But, but what Reed's talking about is like just holding. Like he would he would more hold. Come at me. it from a more positive yeah, aspect, and he would he would hold me accountable. Right. Uh, you know, uh, be like, hey man, you know, uh, uh, and it's just it wouldn't be just because he's we're of two different faiths. It's just like um, we would just be like, you know, hey. Yeah. Well, it the, would come up with 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 with, uh, with a positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead, Reed. Well, and it's also that that regardless of what conversations you have with somebody else, right? If if my attitude of trying to preach to you hellfire and damnation and saying your your position is take whatever your choices are, your culture is taking you to hell. Mm-hmm. How would that help you? That doesn't help you at all because you would say read you're an idiot you wouldn't say it you'd be like okay and it would push you away from me anyway sure so whatever good i did have if i'm coming at you with hey i see what you're doing wrong therefore you're doing wrong versus Mm -hmm. dude that's freaking awesome what you're doing teach me what you're doing more likely listen to me and then you'll eventually see what i have that is good and not good sure sure like i said earlier i'm quoting myself by the way quoting president gordon b hingley come and look at what we have come and look at the good we have and add you're good to it. Right. So it's more of an inclusive, inclusive thing because like I said, I can't condemn you to anything so why would I bother? I look at it and go, dude, you're smoking. Mm-hmm. That's that's bad for you because it'll let me choke you out on the mat mm-hmm. and you get tired after a 15 minute round. Sure. Which I don't do so I don't know. Yeah. Robert, Rob, you do those things. <laughs> I've seen you do them. You're, you're, you're a beast. But if, if I'm, if my mentality or my judgment of someone is that that hellfiery and damnation if you come if, if you came to me with that Daniel I'm not going to listen to you very much because I'm small minded I might smile at you and grin at you and tease you a bit but I'm not going to look at you and say he has something good to offer me I look at you and go you're trying to scare me mm. and good luck scare me well and I've been to those churches you know so and of course I left you know I was mm-hmm. I was raised Southern Baptist you know and they're people whole, they're yeah. good people too sure I just disagree with, with I, that and, idea and, yeah I, and I totally disagree too. That's why I switched. I went to more of a, a non-denomination, just Christian faith, and you know. Uh, and I, I could be completely ignorant to the whole thing because I don't participate. But shouldn't it? Shouldn't the church work like, hey, come check out what we got going on. If you like it, cool. Stick around. If you don't, no problem. Right? Like, in a perfect world, is that how it's supposed to be working? I think so because if you right. don't see any good of it, what's sure, sure. I don't think it's forced upon you. I don't think I've ever been to a church that's actually um, said you, you know, hey, you have to, you know. Well, I'll take that back. You know, the um, there was a church. It was kind of, you know, it's either our way or the highway type deal. Right, you right. know, and uh, I disagree with with some of their aspects, mm-hmm. but um, you know. Um, yeah, if you don't, if there, if it's something you don't like, why, why follow it, or why, why go, or why try to, like Reed was saying, put it, or give it to the next generation. Roger, sure. did you hear the the Joe Rogan podcast with the Roper? Former? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I was just about to talk about. It. Yeah, it was. So that that was super interesting because they, it was uh, 
Megan Phelps Roper. She was uh her granddad was Fred Phelps, right? Phelps. Uh, Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. Oh, I know okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I know, Daniel, I know. get on the Joe Rogan experience. No, I know. You have to listen to that one. That one, if know, if you don't listen to any of them, listen to that one. I I liked it a lot. It was very that one and the one where he interviewed the dad of the Scientologist leader guy. Similar vein, different different side of it. Okay, I haven't not I have not listened. I must have missed that one. So I've been catching that show like on TV. The because uh, I know it's like the mainstream chick. Leah Rimney, blah blah blah, but Joe I Rogan. listened to her on She's Rogan. Hilarious. I love her. Joe Rogan's going to hell. Yeah, right. So I listened to her on Rogan, and I, I just had no idea what Scientology was. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, uh, I'm not educated by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I don't pretend to be, or anything like that. But just reading up on some of that stuff, man, it's crazy. I cannot believe it. Can't couldn't believe it like uh, it's crazy I I did disagree with it seemed like sh- that she threw out or and maybe, maybe she didn't uh, I'm, I'm sure she was a little salty so there's probably some stuff that she's saying that is definitely inaccurate and, or and completely false inter- yeah you know exactly fascinating interview I mean, yeah, and she well well spoken. Mm-hmm. I didn't think she bashed the. I think she put them in a light that most of us would never see. Because sure, we just see the idiot jerks who are interrupting people who are in a, in a time of grief. Mm-hmm. And and the way she spun it was was really good too. Where she said, late now looking back on it, she sees that she was doing harm to them where she should have been bringing them peace and and condolence and and fellowship rather right. than push them away. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I can relate to not defecting, but kind of. You do belong to a cult, though. Yeah, I definitely do. Jujitsu, uh, I mean, in more ways than one, is a, is a religion. There's no right. Way, there's no way around it. Yeah. And there's it's it's a sect. It's a sect. You belong to a very specific sect of that cult as well, because if if we all know people who have who have left jujitsu and have left that specific group that we belong to uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's weird yeah for sure uh yeah, i know you're talking about me but that's okay no you know, no 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 we would if you ever showed up to roll <laughs> <laughs> but um so it's like it's it's the exact same thing like i imagine it's the exact same thing like i hate to compare it to there's a strong man who's in charge right there's so in that regard, it's the same idea. You have right. a prophet who's a strong man who gives the idea and gives the, the gospel. Right. But there's there's many men like that, though, oh, it, yeah. as far as this is concerned. But they're, I don't know, I guess it seems kind of weird to compare it to a religion. But Prison. That, do it the same way like I did with Abraham, where you, you want to populate that one idea and that one culture. Right, right, right. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's the exact same thing just and not not to throw out the don't throw out the good with the bad just because you look at it and say this this has the same trappings of a cult and everybody's in it knows it we all see it mm-hmm. we're, we're nobody's nobody does jiu-jitsu in long term is blind to pattern and blind to 
system because mm-hmm. you have to be you have right. to know that oh 10th planet stuff sucks because you mm-hmm. don't knee pass it and you're, you're done right um, I think but yeah and it's the same thing like yet I rubber guard all the time when you get but when you get one of those guys on the mat you're like oh maybe try this or or that or it's very similar in that regard where you try to bring the good you know, you're good to them or yeah, vice versa. Exactly. And they can either take it in or they can right, right. straight up deny it. Mm-hmm. Daniel is like attacking the, the he's breaking stuff. I'm glad it wasn't me. All right, I'm back. But yeah, this is totally in fun, guys. So, you know, no yeah, hard yeah, feelings. Yeah. We're going to leave here just like we came in. So, um, you know, I don't want any feelings hurt or want you know, or when oh, you can't hurt my feelings, man. I don't think anybody can. Well, I mean, I'm talking about our listeners too. So yeah. Our, well, Reed's our only Mitch. listener, so yeah. So fifty percent of our listenership is in the room. Yeah. <laughs> that and Rob. <laughs> Dude, that's an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That is. We can cut it and so, get so back at it again, or we can keep going. Shit. What was the? What's the plan? What What was your guys' expectation with inviting me to come out and do this? I think just what we got, man, a good conversation. Uh, I, I We're not going to change the world with our podcast. but <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the, the it's podcast. It's fun. The podcast, what do you call that? The logo. The logo. Uh-huh. And if, if you guys make me part of this crew, it'd be R2D2TOO. So it'd be Star Warsy 2. Mm-hmm. Roger Reed and Daniel 2. I'm at, I'm at, I'm at, you know like my that. name is uh, Daniel Reed, right? Oh, snap. Yeah. Middle name is Reed. That's my grandpa. Nice. But, uh, yeah, um, we, I mean, we don't even have to go go down uh, religion route or anything like that. I think, I think I, that was just kind of on my mind today because um, Roger kind of pissed me off today. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, write me a bunch of uh, questions. And so I sent him a bunch of questions, and all of them he dismissed and totally dismissed me. So let me let me get a little bit of a backstory here because... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to hear some of these questions that must have pissed off. No, because no, I don't want, I don't want any of those questions even. even, even <laughs> oh, this, there, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is for this is for. Um, okay, so I'm working. I didn't know y'all were going funny with this. Okay, well, the the title should the give title, that no, away. The, the email told me, "Hey, send us anything," and so I'm like, "Okay, mm. well, let's. I'll talk about this. this y'all is, talk about this." BS. Uh huh. Yeah. So we're. I'm gonna be doing a, another podcast with uh, another jujitsu buddy of ours. His name's Elias Ashley. He trains at our gym here in Anna. Um, he's also a comedian, or he's kind of like doing an open mic. Yeah. He's 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 yeah. He's a comedian in all sense of the word. So he has like his first show coming up, right? And the only podcasts I listen to are related to comedy. Like, they're comedians. So, I was like, dude, why, you know, you should do a podcast. I can help get you started, you know, and it kind of turned into a, like, let's do a show, right? So, he's gonna, I think he's going to be the one, you know, steering the wheels. I'm just going to be kind of chiming in here and there from time to time. But, uh... Now, Elias, I think he's a liar, he does say he's like 265 right now. Uh-huh. And last time I rolled with him, I swear he was 300 pounds. Yeah. When he started, he was much. He was he was definitely bigger than he is. He felt like Kirk. 
Yeah. Well, he's getting. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting. Uh, you listening, right? He's getting good real fast because he's when he comes in, he works hard, and he makes sure to roll with me and Clark every time he comes to class. So he's he's putting in his time, you know, being the nail, if you will. He gave me a know? run last time we rolled. It was, yeah. it was a battle. Yeah. So I'm 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 pretty happy with the progress that these guys are making up here. Uh, but anyway, we're starting a podcast. It's going to be called BS and Bourbon. I'm sure you can infer what the BS means. You but should start the podcast by talking about really serious political stuff. Yeah, right, it, right. And race yeah. and divisive, divisive things, right, Daniel? Exactly. Well, it's the first time back. I think we, you know, get <laughs> get it all out there. Because a lot's changed since, what, six months or however, a year Almost ago. Almost a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's why I just wanted to see where uh, one where you stand and one same place I did last year. Hold off on that kind of topic until like like the third or fourth podcast, not the one out the gate. Yeah, get them hooked first. See, not the ones that, that push like them all foreplay. Away. I'm not all into that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, reference the two of us have kids. Yeah. Uh, He's gonna punch me. Nah, nah. Well, yeah, I um, I didn't know because. Honestly, I didn't know what type of show that was, mm-hmm. so that's why I was asking those questions. Because yeah, it's point, it's just going to be a more lighthearted kind of conversation. Like understanding different people's points of view. Sure, sure. I, I'm not pushy, or I'm not going to say, "Hey, no, you're wrong. You're on this," or anything like that. You know, tell me how you feel because you know, I, I want to know. That's entertainment. Yeah, yeah, sure, but not on the first podcast about Rush Limbaugh and I wasn't about Glenn Rush. Beck. It was about pronouns. And how many genders? <laughs> we got to oh. say that for our next podcast, man, for sure. That That is one thing that kind of drives me crazy. Because I, I, we can actually get kind of funny with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, the whole thing is funny. Yeah. I'm actually going to get my uh, gender studies degree. Yeah. Because I'm going to go in there and tell them, hey, there's two genders. <laughs> get my degree. Yeah. I got my MR. You're going to get your gender changed on your license to an X? Did you see that? That is so real. I, I, I saw that you like liked the video or something like that, and I was like, first of all, why is Roger who, in this video? Who posted it? I don't. I didn't post it because one of it was a CNN post, and I no, I tagged somebody in it. You tagged you tagged your buddy. I tagged Elias in it. Yeah, because I was like, that's I was like why is <laughs> why is <laughs> Roger? I saw the same one. It was pretty unfunny. You yeah. know, he's going to come at it from an entirely different one, angle. Who? Him. Like from a funny point of view. Like it, it's meant to be funny. I'm not oh. I'm not saying, hey, yes, we won. You know? <laughs> we persisted. Yeah. So Oh man. <laughs> Reed knows what I'm talking about. He's only <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but again I, I giggle at it in a in a sideways way because I giggle at it because like it's funny because there's so many people who take it seriously. It's mm-hmm. like well, so so many people get get hurt about it, and mm-hmm. you know you can't. Yeah. You have to have thick skin, and you yeah. know, you know, uh, I was. People um, started blasting. Uh, is Dan- that, Daniel- is that elephantitis when you have thick skin? Probably. Hmm. I guess. Granuloma. Yeah. I don't know what that is. The. What was I going to say, man? The. Um, there's definitely some things that. Like, cult, 
I don't know if it's culturally or politically that are going on right now, but that kind of annoy me. And I had one on the tip of my tongue right now, but I can't remember what I was going to talk about. So it must not be that important. So we just went over uh, cisgenders, uh, he, he, she. Mm. Mm. And what Elias is going to come at it as a second, as a weird angle, a funny angle. Just the whole thing, man. The whole like gender fluidity and uh, it's just. They're actually saying now, like in certain states where you can um, sue somebody if you don't refer them to that pronoun or that gender, they can sue you. I got no money, so. What yeah. they, I, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm broke. I'm already broke, so. I yeah. Have that, you know. But, uh, I mean, for, like, medical, uh, I look at it as in this way. Medical purposes, uh, if you're in an accident, first thing they're going to do is probably we'll get you to the hospital or whatever like that. But if they can't tell what gender you are and they pull out your license and it has an X on it. They'll take you to the wrong hospital? They won't take you to the wrong <laughs> hospital, but they can actually, um, the physical being of a guy or and a girl are totally different. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, a... A man might uh, have a reaction to a medication uh, differently than a female would. Mm-hmm. Dr. Daniel, I would like to hear this further. I do. This is fascinating. I don't know how that works. Though. I'm talking about like just in dosage-wise. I didn't know that gender affected the, how medicine worked on you. Sorry. What do you mean? I didn't know that gender was what caused okay, so if it. I knew, I knew if physical, I you, if, physical if size if a, does. If you, yeah, well, if you're, if you're a male... Yeah, and I start. I think so. Or, and I give you something that's for females. I don't. Know, I don't know if there's a drug for that. But I start pumping you for, for hormones. Are you gonna like that? Estrogen. Yeah, or est- yeah estrogen. I, I hope that when I get in a car accident, that's well, the I'm, first thing. That uh, we're, we're, we're going besides full of estrogen. Sure, sure. We're going besides the point. You mm-hmm. know, if if you're not if you're at I'm a tired. doctor, huh? I'm tired. That's I, I'm too. Uh, but I, uh, not even talking about a car accident, but just any type of doctor visit or whatever like that, if he was to prescribe you something that was meant for a female and, you know, not for a male or give you, you know, and you're starting to grow boobs, mm-hmm. you know, then you're going to be kind of pissed. I know yeah. I would be, you know, I mean, so, I mean. Um, I think that's, that's, a, that's a tough example. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. I just think that's a tough argument to make. Uh because there, I mean, I think there's other, you know, other things that you could argue that would hold much heavier than that one. I don't, well, that wasn't a good example. I was, I was, because I was kind of. It was off the cuff. That was off the cuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get, I, I understand, understand what you're saying. I get. I think we need to go down that line. The general direction. Though, I'll, though, I'll get some more. Off the cuff. It mm-hmm. needs to be. I'll bring. We'll bring this up next time. Off some better literature. No, no. Keep yeah. going with the the car accident that leads to boobies. Yeah, I'm just saying, if hey, I man. wake up. It's 2017. You never know what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen now. Well, okay, so <laughs> there was a guy who who sued a... That's good. That's a, good. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, some pharmaceutical company because he says the medicine that he took for his... I don't know if it was depression or what it was for... But it made him gay. He sued and won. Yeah. Yeah. Rogan talks about this every once in a while. He's brought it up a few times. Said it made him like gay sex. 
and it is too late. I've, I'm gonna, <laughs> I was going to wade into to something like this, but it's so. Too, what time? No, let's get now? back to my car. Eleven sixteen. Yeah, I gotta get home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Save that one though. That's. I have no idea where I was going with that, but it was. I clearly don't have a doctor's degree either, Daniel. So, uh-huh. so your example versus my example are on the same footing in that regard. I think I was more talking about like anesthesia. All I heard is car accident, and you just wake up from your car accident, and you have booze because they gave you estrogen. Well, okay, I meant anesthesia. That's what I was. That's what I was. Meant. I think he's saying it was a stretch, but Michael Jackson took propofol, and that's what killed him, right? Is it propofol or propofol, whatever propofol. it's called? That P word that makes that you're not supposed to, you shouldn't take unless you're like being t- cared for uh, by an anesthesiologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Die like he did. I think it's propofol. So crazy. Okay, guys. So you heard it here. Next time we're gonna talk about taking medicine and waking up gay. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Super gay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that was the first one back. We'll uh, probably try to keep it more on the lighthearted side as we kind of continue. We just had to a lot to that we wanted to talk about that we didn't get to. So we'll, we'll, we'll hit on all that stuff, uh, over the next few podcasts probably, but we're going to try to be more consistent. I think I'm going to release this on Monday. So, uh, kind of do it at the start of the week and just get in the habit. Kind of getting the, you know, feel for each other. Cause you know, we're all mm-hmm. three and it's different. It's a different, um, it's the longest podcast we've ever done by far. Yeah. So, um, anything uh, you guys want to shout out or say before we take off? I just did. Li- I like that you sent the text before saying, "What do you guys want to drink?" And I all I come up with is the Mormon Light. Yeah, bottle. Of water. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to say, you know, what do you guys want to drink? I didn't want to say, oh, excluding alcohol, because <laughs> if you like to drink beer, I don't care. I. I have a beer now every now and then myself, but I'm in it as a general drink, so for future reference, I'll have the Mormon light ready for you next time. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Daniel? Nothing really, man. Don't take uh, anything I say personally. And, you know, half of it's, uh, you know, sure. Check, uh, check us out on the Facebook page, guys. We do have Instagram. We have been keeping up with it. We will. As we kind of get back into it, but thank you guys. If you made it this far, congratulations. Rob, you're the man. Uh, you're going to be the only one. <laughs> I think Reed's still the man, though, because he's, he's actually here and he's the Next one is going to be a podcast war between Rob and Reed. Did you guys, do you guys re-listen to your podcast? Do you listen to them yourselves? You have to because you publish them. But. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it downloads on, on my phone, and I just kind of play through it to make sure it all... Sounds good, yeah. Ups our ratings a little bit. <laughs> yeah, every, every every download counts. <laughs> I'll take it. But all right, man, Reed, we appreciate it, man. It was fun. Uh, we probably kept you longer than you wanted to be here talking about good times. This shit with my uneducated ass. But all right, guys, be looking out for it. Dropping Monday, July third, and we'll be back. Yep. Next week, be on the lookout. Bye.